All right, so I've got Drew on the phone. He's another musician that reached out about the interview series. So I'm going to go ahead and give him the chance to introduce himself. Hey, everybody. My name is Drew Barbas. I am out of Richfield, Minnesota, and uh, I perform. I'm the lead singer for a funk rock band called The Morning Kings and um, one half of the band called Umbra Maze. Awesome. Uh, So Richfield, Minnesota, that's actually where I'm from. Well, what's up? Go uh, Richfield. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I'm originally from Rochester, but I live in Richfield now. I should preface. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I grew up in Richfield and went through the Richfield school system and then eventually moved away. But yeah, that's where okay. I'm from. Okay. All right. Um, well, that explains a lot then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, so why don't you give me some detail about, you know, when you first found music and what about music kind of drew you into it and made you want to participate in it? Sure. Uh, I think ever since I was a little tiny kid, I was always just singing random songs and, and then things like that. But it wasn't until my teenage years that music really had a profound impact on me. Um, as it does for many people, right? Uh, it just, mm-hmm. it's such a special activity, such a special thing, not only that you can create art, uh, and you can get that release from it, but you can also use it as a, as a platform to connect with other people and bring people together that you might not normally even see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even like right now, us being able to talk together just from this common joy and, mm-hmm. and, and beauty of music, uh, it's so special. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, I guess that would be the big, big thing. Did you grow up in like a musical family? Like your parents were musicians or did you kind of find it on your own? Yeah, no. Yeah. I found it all on my own. There was, there's no musical anything in my, my family other than just my family members enjoying music. Sure. Like listening to it and, and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I have memories of that, but mm-hmm. no one, I was the first one to actually pick up an instrument and start playing it or start singing. Okay. And about what age do you think it was when you started picking up instruments? Mm, singing was my first thing. So I was like elementary school. I had a teacher okay. who was like, oh, you can, you can sing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I can. And, and she's like, yeah. So I was like, oh, all right, there you go. And then from there. I was always lead singer. And then I was like, oh, I want to start trying to learn how to write my own songs too, and get this music that's in my head out. And um, so I started playing guitar. Okay. And so I assume you went through like the traditional curriculum, uh, choir and things like that. Yeah, it was really choir. But that's another thing. I don't, I, re- I don't really know how to do sight reading or anything like that. A lot of it was just mm-hmm. by ear okay. and um, practice, 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 practice. Okay. And so did you kind of look around at like the music industry and you're like, Hey, I, I want to do that. Totally. Well, it, I mean, when I was growing up, it was still like music videos and like MTV VH1 was still a thing where you would actually have music. And, uh, I would just always be watching music videos and, and music. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, it's so cool. That's so cool. It's so cool. And, um, yeah, it just inspired me to want to also go into music and and see what would happen. Okay. And so did you ever participate in like the garage band type setting where oh, you know, yeah. just a bunch oh, of kids? Yeah. And, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Okay. And did you do that through like high school, junior high, college, that type area? Yes, for sure. You got together. Some of my like original best friends from high school and middle school, we got a band together and we played the talent shows and, and all of that. 
and um, had our breakups. And it was like, oh, my band broke up. Oh, no, <laughs> the end of the world, right? Yeah. But I'm never going to find another band. And then you go and find another band, mm-hmm. and, you know, rinse, as, repeat, right? As, until as you, you find do. like, a, yeah, as you do, until you find a solid group and uh, you go from there. But I would say that's one of the things about being a musician and especially being in the music industry is if you don't ever quit and you just like stay at it, it's really a lot, it's a smaller community than you'd think, mm-hmm. you know, eventually everybody kind of gets to know everybody and there's only like so many lifers I would yeah. say. Yeah. I hear that a lot about the people in the uh, Minneapolis uh, music scene about how everybody kind of really knows each other. And then there's, you know, five mm. people that are in like 12 different bands kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Totally. Um, so when you did start to, you know, learn vocals and start to sing in bands and everything, how did you kind of, uh, determine what type of like content that you wanted to sing? You also mentioned writing. So like, how did you kind of inform yourself about, uh, what you wanted to sing about? Well, a lot of it was autobiographical at first. When I first started writing music, it was much more about just like getting through my own crap you know, my teenage angst or, or whatever it may be, um, and really using it as an outlet. And then as I grew as an, as an artist, I started realizing that like, there can be a happy balance between writing for myself and writing for someone else or like an ideal fan or, or maybe even like commercially or something like that for sync licensing. Um, you know, and it can, it kind of expanded from there. Okay. And so was there any particular genre that drew you or were you kind of just open to anything? Uh, at first it was alt rock and jam bands. Uh, definitely, definitely were the thing. I mean, that's, that's primarily what I, I listen to and, and, and write. So, but I, I mean, jazz blues, uh, growing up Americana, grunge, funk, mm-hmm. I mean, rap, all of it, all of it has its place. Sure. So, uh, with all of like the garage bands and everything that you kind of went through, um, you know, where did you eventually find yourself? Uh, you know, what kind of projects are you working on? Well, uh, through the years to, to where I am now, now I'm with like my band, the morning King for funk rock and we'll tour throughout the Midwest um, playing clubs and festivals and community events and a lot of breweries and beer festivals. And then, uh, through the pandemic, I made, I, I made a connection with a producer out in California and we had a lot of conversations online, kind of just, that's how everything is nowadays. And, um, we started writing this for music for this, this new band called Umber Maze. And it's all about duality and dualism and trying to combine electronic music and like the ones and zeros of electronic and danciness of that to kind of the skin and bone of rock music and trying to find that cool electronic rock middle ground sure Um, which is a new new avenue for me to to be writing in and, and playing music for sure so you have um one project where you know you guys are uh in a studio setting and then also looking out to uh, get out on tour and then mm-hmm. another project where uh, it's more of like kind of a postal project where uh, yeah. it's collaboration over the internet. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's, it just started this past year. We just released our first single in the end of December on uh, solar on the, on the 21st. And um, yeah, it's much more about like creating an online community and doing that kind of thing. And then hopefully being able to do live shows where the morning Kings is more about the live show. <laughs> it's like the complete opposite. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, uh, that that's really prominent in like the Minneapolis music scene too. And I should branch that out. It's not just Minneapolis. There's a big music scene in Duluth and then all over oh, yeah. Rochester, uh, Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, um, so, um, with that touring type thing, are you guys looking to do, uh, kind of the average like venue, uh, type shows or are you focus since you did mention it is about more about shows, are you looking at like festivals and things like that? Yeah. Um, it's been strange time, obviously for everybody in the music industry, just knowing when to start doing concerts and shows again. And it kind of feels like everything is starting to open up. Mm-hmm. Um, really we're going to be dripping out a lot of music this year and then we'll be playing a, f- a few shows like we're playing at omni brewing um we're doing the lake harriet Bandshell. we're playing a few places i think there's a festival out in michigan that we're going to be performing in and maybe in the fall doing a tour out to colorado and back mm-hmm. but uh really the my the big goal is to be playing a lot of shows in 2023 <laughs> hopefully everything sure. is like completely back to normal and uh we can really get at it but yeah i, I kind of get that sense with the people that i've been interviewing that uh 2022 is very much a testing the waters type phase yep. and see if everybody's ready to get back out and then right. 2023 is really when people are going to start you know hitting the road yeah so a lot of 2022 is going to be like hey we're going to play a show here or there like as 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 much as we can safely but really just releasing a lot of the new music that have been building up since the pandemic awesome so uh what are a couple of your favorite memories that you have from the times that you have been participating in music things that have either motivated you or had an impact on you um one would be a terrible experience (laughs) actually (laughs) like i mean i've had experiences especially when i first started out with music like that did not go well you know like you you get up there you start playing your guitar and then like a string breaks or your Mm -hmm. amp all of a sudden shuts off or you drop your pick you can't play you know it's just like stuff is terrible it falls apart i had this one drunk lady at a bar one time come up and just like straight up unplug me oh geez you know and i was a teenager right Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a moment like that in your life where you can be like okay that was terrible. I never am going to do it again. Or mm-hmm. you can use it as a, like an opportunity to say, F that I'm going to, you know, be the best that I can be. Right. So, you know, it didn't stop me. It made me better actually. So that kind of situation, but also just being on stage and, and seeing people like playing with, with some of my best friends and, and meeting so many beautiful people. Um, there's just all these little snapshots when you're on stage that always get stuck in my head of, maybe someone dancing or someone really enjoying themselves um, that, you know, I'll, I'll take those memories with me forever. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so uh, what are some of your social media links? Where can people find what you're doing and release them? Sure. On all platforms uh, you can find um, it's just at the morning Kings. 
for the funk rock band and at on all platforms it's at umbra maze and um if you want to follow me personally it's just at drew barbus excellent uh so i always like to give the person i'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last word so just a message that you want to kind of throw out there that you resonate with honestly in a time of all the craziness that is happening and and seems to continue to happen it's just like everybody have a little empathy and, and brevity for your neighbor and um you know just take a breath it's it's all good <laughs> it's all good <laughs>